Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Wow, the Leafs must be bad. Yep. They got a lead and kept it. With their best defenseman sitting on the sidelines. No, this is ah. this is worse. Why is this worse? This is worse because I said so. Yep. What do you mean? Well, they got outshot. Oh. <laughs> well, how could you? You know, it's it's funny because one team that's a virtual lock for the playoffs. You know, you can't. It's not done till it's done, but virtual lock. No. And then another team that's fighting for it, you would expect the team that's fighting for it to get the more shots. Yeah. On on the complete flip side, like from, oh, well, the Islanders just needed it more. Oh, the Panthers needed it more. But the Leafs found a way to overcome. And I think March narratives are the worst in hockey. Really? They're easily the worst Well, the in Leafs hockey. didn't overcome anything. The Leafs were the better team. They walked in the better team. They, they left the better team and they won the game. Whoa. I don't Hooray. think I don't even think Florida Panthers like players would disagree with that. No, and I don't know. Um, well, I do know they made significant changes this off season, but they really went from this high octane offense, uh, this high octane offensive team that could also beat you up, mm-hmm. to just kind of a team that beats you up and mm-hmm. happens to score. Like they, they yeah. laid the body; they were tough. Yeah, and everything, and they're not going to be a fun matchup if they do end up making it. But uh, there's something missing from the from the stew that was there last year. I think it might be Jonathan Huberto, although now he's on a team that can't score to save their lives. Right. Yeah. And if you believe the um, if you believe the rumors, that's uh, not entirely uh, his fault. I don't know if you heard what I, I can get into it later. Did you hear what Nazem Kadri had to say? I uh, loosely saw it. Yesterday was a busy day. Yeah, I love this show, man. Like people, people don't appreciate how good Adam is at prep. That's that's a lie. They, they don't appreciate, appreciate that. that because there are some. I appreciate that. Someone called you me on the that. way to the show today, and they're like, "What are you talking about today?" I'm like, "I don't know." Adam, Adam yeah. surprises me, and yeah. we we always just come but up. You with guys a show. always know your shit. That's why I can do that. Most shows can't do that because people need to do their thing. But you guys already know your shit, so I can just throw anything at you and you just do it. Uh, we we've worked in radio for quite a bit of time, Adam, and I think you would agree that in some other instances, there's a lot of hand holding that needs to oh, be which done. Ones? Done by uh, hosts mm-hmm. to other hosts who aren't as on the ball. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I think I think. You know, there's a... Uh, it's like me carrying Scott MacArthur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you guys talk about baseball. Yeah. yeah. I have to hold yeah. his hand through these baseball conversations. It's too bad Scott MacArthur knows nothing about baseball. Yeah. It's, it's Scott, it's it's three strikes, you idiot. <laughs> three, this guy's talking about strike four. Oh, man. Can I talk about how good the Leafs are? Yeah. You guys are all doom and gloom. No, I'm not. I'm oh. not doom and gloom. Oh, sky's falling. No. I, well, Steve Dangle. We, I was not doom and gloom. And I quote Steve Dangle, Leafs suck. I, he said it. He said it. He said I it don't off think year. You said that. He also, said it off yeah, year. Leafs suck and also go Habs. <laughs> yeah, you, you've never worn a Habs jersey. Yeah. Go Habs. Um, so, so I, I do want to. Yeah, Jesse, I think you're absolutely right. So, I think the first thing we need to talk about is the fact that coming off a seven-two loss to the Islanders, it's not because they lost seven-two. It's because it was to the Islanders, and it stings a little bit more because of John John Tavares. And the, I think it was both. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that. So they come out. 
And Austin Matthews said, I, I think this is just good for us as a whole. You kind of gained the confidence back and close out a game like we did tonight. They got the lead. They kept it. That's always been the thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the NHL is becoming more and more like that, where leads are just really hard to keep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for everyone. The good teams, the bad teams. Right. The good goalies, the bad goalies. The good teams, though, when the Leafs were becoming good, were good at holding leads, and the Leafs never were. And that's what no. sort of separated them. Yes. Now they can. And I think, uh, I think seeing last night the way that they... You know, there is, towards this part of the year, there is like a great tier, there's a good tier, and then there's the absolute shit, you know, your Bedard tier. And the Florida Panthers are the mid-tier team. They could miss, they could make, Mm -hmm. and there is a big difference between the Florida Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs, right? And it's it's now very noticeable. Yeah, and you also, I mean, Bobrovsky wasn't very good last night, but he's also dealing with, like, Difficult circumstances, you know, Spencer Knight out and they played Alex Lyon the other day. Thought mm-hmm. about picking him up in fantasy and I was glad I didn't because he got completely shelled. So if they were getting probably better starts out of Bob um, because he wasn't playing as much and also getting some quality Spencer Knight starts, maybe it's a different conversation. But uh, right now. On the outside looking in. The one thing I want to say is I feel bad for Matt Murray for not getting that save. Man, that yeah. would have been that would have been the save. He said after the game, he's like, that would have been the save, Mike. There needs to be some. That was a cool moment, leeway. Like it's the same thing with the freaking Patrick Kane OT winner that was like four four tenths of a second after the buzzer. Oh, you guys remember that when it was almost no, his last it was game? Way less than that. Way less than, less four, than tenths? four tenths. Oh, Two yeah. tenths then. Oh no, my god. No. How dare I it go was to four a, tenths? Less than one tenth. It's like, it's like here to here. Here to here. here. <laughs> no. It's like, oh, no, here, guys. Here, here to here. I was so no. off by no. saying four tenths. It was like this. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> anyway. <it's, laughs> there needs to be. There needed to be for that OT winner a. That was so cool, tax. Yeah, you know, like we're gonna just okay. We know that was against the rules. You know, we you can't score after the buzzer, but that was so cool. We're gonna allow it with the Matt Murray goal. Should have had a, that was so cool, tax. Mm-hmm. That was an awesome save. Well, I, I've always wondered. There's a there's a hat picks and a dang. It's right. But there's not a whole lot of room you coming, watch up, those? coming up the middle. Yes, it's a, I do. It's a dang it yeah. if it's not a hat pick. That's right. That's yeah. what I'm saying is there's no there's no centrist party here. Mm. And I would say <laughs> that we could have an oopsie dang it or an oopsie dangles no, or something just, like that. Like one that's like, nah, it's not quite a dang. It's not quite a hat pick either, but it's definitely noteworthy. I think that's a dang it. I think that's what dang it's are. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because I think dang it's just like when it all falls apart. You know, Daggett's is like, ah, shit. But you say Daggett because your think kid's around. You got this really cool thing taken back. Aha, dang it. Oh, okay. That's the oh, kind okay. of attitude. Yeah, about you got to look at it from the Panthers' perspective, which yeah. is, aha, loser. Aha, loser. That, that's the way we played the, the Kane OT winner. And also Tyler Sagan, who did it like three days later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We we made him Daggett's. Aha. We, there was Daggett's <laughs> yesterday. Was, was there? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, oh, was there? Was there? Fucker. When's the next ice surfing coming out? <laughs> Never, bad. because my friends didn't support it. I'm giving Steve shit because I know he's tired. So here's what we have. We have a I'm so, I'm Sunday, Tuesday, it. Thursday weeks are Steve's worst weeks because he's got to do the, the show late, like the LFR late, and then he's going to come in early and do the SDP. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just a little tough by the end. It's hard. But here I am. Yeah, that's right. And the whole Ready. time, Leo's there being like, Daddy, play with me. 
Uh, it really is. And then sometimes I'll just be like, let me lie here. And then it takes me about five seconds to be like, I'm the worst father. And so then I get up and we play. And he's in a big, um, just, Everly ever just grab the skin on your face? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Just. Oh, I, I cur- curtailed that pretty quick. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, parents oh, with yeah. an iron fist. No, I do. I do. Because because that shit's not acceptable. And they need to know that. And that's our, that is our parent. That, that is the job as a parent. Um, I, Everly used to do it, but she'd do it nail first. And I remember my my poor stepmom was like, I didn't know what to do. She had her for a couple of days. She's like, I didn't know what to do. And like, uh, and she and she was like in, almost in tears. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, let me let me solve this one. So Everly, she's about a year and a half when she was doing it. So I'd walk around and she'd take a swing and I'd catch her hand. No, it's not even a swing. Oh no? It's just it's a grab, grab oh. of skin. Well, this this, uh, this is telling me lose weight. Oh no! Look at your waddle gobble. She gobble. did. Uh, he... She did smack my tummy a, a couple weeks ago, coming out of the bathtub, and, went, and said, "Daddy has a big tummy. Daddy has a big tummy." I was like, "Thank you." All of my insecurities are being brought to the surface. Uh, but no, when when I what you do is when they do that, you yell "ow" really loud, and they go oh, like this, like and a, then they cry like a dog. Yeah, you go "ow," and they go. <laughs> And they and, and then you and then you go and you explain to them that hurt, and and they and then they cry and then they want they want to give you a hug and you give them the hug and whatever and then they stop because it's like oh they don't want to hurt I, people I hadn't considered that that might hurt somebody so it's like training a puppy where you go oh yeah hundred yeah, percent you just say, that's Ow. why Iggy's so gentle oh yeah he's oh he's a, such a gentle except for dog. that time he broke my nose yeah. Well, that wasn't really his fault. That was you being yeah. down in the wrong place at the wrong time. I that think. was entirely my fault. Um, I got dentist extra yesterday. I was like, COVID. can I look at my nose? Would you make her go to school? No. And work? <laughs> no, I'd make and her work game over. You'd make game her over Montreal. Stream, stream live on. on the internet? Get yeah. on. Okay. Talk about Arbor Jackai now. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, uh, I, one thing I actually did want to tell you guys, I thought this was funny. I'm like, I'm freaking getting old here. Um, so Everly, we're, we're, we're moving. Uh, we're like kind of getting packed up. I know the, the, the again, house. I know I'm shocked. <laughs> Adam's never moved. So anyway, but that's here. I, Hey, listen. So anyway, so anyway, <laughs> so anyway, uh, 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 she's sitting at the table. She's watching Bluey on Disney plus. And I don't know if you've seen Bluey, yes. but it's Australian dogs and they're very funny. And, uh, and she looks at Natalie and I, and she's like, um, guys i don't know how to floss and i need to learn like it's almost it's very contemplative and we're like okay uh so natalie's like well uh and natalie and i start de- googling we're like well you probably need to go to the dentist soon four years old is when you're supposed to take him for the first time whatever and and um and then she gets up and she starts dancing and i realized that she didn't mean flossing at the dentist she meant the floss like the no oh, the backpack kid, the backpack kid yeah. floss yes. dance because some kid at her new, in the new level of daycare she's in, which is kindergarten prep, they can dance. taught her to floss. Oh, wow. And she's like, I don't know how to do it properly though. And I was like, I'm old as hell. I went to flossing at the dentist. Why would a kid want to do that? Back to the important issue. What is it? This podcast has been on the air for 10 years. In May, it'll be 10 years. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's four tenths people. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we didn't. We don't deserve to tenometer this yet. Okay, yeah. we're not at ten years. So, in those ten years, how many different places have you lived? Well, that's a good. You don't question. even know the answer. <laughs> that's insane. Okay, so I haven't even been to all of them. We got to count. We got to yeah. count. So the first one 
We started in the Rogers backup studio, but then once we got Panago as a sponsor, we couldn't stay there. No, no, no. So you have lived. I know. So then we recorded this show in my mom's basement okay. where I lived. Okay. Because I had a condo and I was renovating the condo. Yes. And so and then we moved it to the condo. Which is the first one. That's where Freege came and we met Myrtle there and Justin, Justin Bourne, Jeff Merrick. They all showed up. It was great. That's right. Um, Richard Petty. Richard Petty was there. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Um, not the race car driver. Uh, and then moved to Charles Street, which was right across from Rogers. You guys remember that, mm -hmm. right? And you would be late to the podcast sometimes. Yeah, and I was, and I was across the street. <laughs> because he'd be um, like, oh, the elevator's broken. <laughs> So I got three. Elevators took a long time, guys. So and it'd then, be like a Bugs Bunny sketch. And then there was my my house that was uh, my red house. That uh, remember that? Yeah. Remember that? on Seton? Remember yeah, that one? Yeah. It was red. It was red. It was like an orange oh, red. Yeah, yeah. Brick. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And then that then post divorce, it was the apartment yeah. on Queen, which was above a store, and I then never this went house. There. And then you got one more. So eight. Yeah. Because you're gonna hit eight before ten yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> I I moved every basically. Did I miss one? No, 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 maybe I, no, no. Today's is eight, right? Isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. You we I lost. think you, you missed one, and then I'm adding one. Oh, essentially, yeah. it's eight. Essentially, it's basically <laughs> every fourteen months. <laughs> That's eight and ten years, man. It's a lot, and it's funny because a couple of those places I was there for. I was at the at the at the first condo there when we recorded there without video. It was just mics. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um I was there for four years. That's evil. It's crazy. Stop that. So I then there was a couple where it was like every eight months. Yeah. Damn. And it's funny before that, uh, because of radio and stuff, because you know, in radio you get paid nothing. Nothing. And uh, I remember it'd be like, you get like a, I get like a $500 raise or something like that at the end of the year. Whoa. And I'd be like, well, I'm going to move from this cockroach infested apartment to this cockroach infested apartment. And it would be like, so every eight months you're flipping apartments and stuff too, right? You've lived in over a dozen easily places. Easily. And in that time, Steve was almost, oh, it was almost one. It was almost <laughs> one. Almost one. But, then, but it was, yeah. had you moved into your house when we started this podcast? Like the one in no. Oshawa? You, I remember you bought it. But then I remember you no. were like, I hope the KHL pays me uh, uh, because I can't make my down payment without it. We started October. Uh, no, we didn't. May. We started May 2013. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't able to put an offer on a house until I think it was December 2013. Oh, wow. Okay. Because uh, I didn't have <laughs> any you, fucking money. Do you know what I remember from that? I, we can do a we can do a throwback show at some point. But one of my favorite conversations from that first show was you learning how to do laundry. When you moved in with SL because you'd never done it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that story. <laughs> that yeah. was a great story. It yeah. was funny. Well, I just it was it wasn't a it wasn't that it was difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just Tina was there. It's yeah. just yeah, my mom. Was, <laughs> she was probably like, "Screw it! It's so much easier if I just do it." She was very Italian, and she would do chores, and and then. I would do the chores and she'd be like, that's not good enough. And she would redo the chore. And so I'm like, so what am I doing this for? Um, so you just go in your room and you make your little video, sweetie. Yeah, yeah, basically. And so then it got to a point where I had to start doing stuff. And I visited the house. I don't remember why. Like mm. I left something there or whatever. And I was just, uh, um, I was about to leave and then my mom came home. I was the only one in the house and she came home and I just like burst into tears. Aww. I was like, I'm so sorry that I didn't do more. And she, it was like, I, it was every birthday and Christmas present for the rest of her life. She was just like, 
It's okay. My soul. It's, it's my, my, my son, soul. My, you're, yeah. you're right. You do understand now. Congrats. It's it's like it's like she got a hundred percent completion on mom. Yeah. No, I the video game. Mom so, read that. Mom, so I was funny. trying to think of a good mom name and I came up with mom. <laughs> <laughs> video game. One hundred percent completion on or mom. The Sims. The Sims would be the Sims. The perfect example, yes. I think. Um I see I can remember being I've lived on my own long enough that I used to pay bills via check. I used to I used to Whoa. mail the check back to the phone company for my cell phone bill. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the reason I did that was because I didn't want them to put it on automatic deposit because um, if they or direct deposit, because if they did, they might overcharge me and then I wouldn't eat. Mm -hmm. And that's that's how close it was. Right. It was real close to the line most of the time. So I wanted to make sure that they were only getting the money when I knew I had it. (laughs) My OG YouTuber flex is uh, I have been doing YouTube videos long enough to have been paid by check. Oh wow! Buy YouTube. Buy YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. They used to send those out. Do you have yeah. any of those still? Well, no, I brought them to the bank. Yeah, yeah, so. you had to cash those things. Right? I had to because there was a. Um, it was a. They, so they wouldn't pay you until you hit at least a hundred dollars because they didn't want to send out like all these like three dollar checks of course. or whatever. Yeah. So I wouldn't even get paid every month. It would be like. Every three or four months, you get a hundred bucks. a hundred dollar threshold. It's like a GST like, check from the government. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Got my GST refund. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh wow. man, I'm gonna drink this entire thing. My God. And, yeah. Um. Listen, I I don't know I don't know what else there is to take from the Leafs Flor- one Florida game. Leafs one. We're happy, right? Can, can, I, can I do the good. the stats I was telling you guys about before? Oh yeah. When we when oh, Steve likes the sky is falling narrative of the Leafs. I love this. I love this. There what? is I, Don't forget swear, Steve is the one Steve's the one who's most afraid. Yeah. I swear that is the opposite of what we said last show. <laughs> it is the opposite of what we said last There's show. There's been no point this season <laughs> where the Leafs have gone for a three game stretch where they did not get a point. That's wild. They have only gone 0 and 2 twice. Man, there was one time in January where they lost to Detroit and Boston back to back. And then there was one point in December where they lost to the Rangers and the Capitals uh, two times in a row. There's the only times in the entirety of the season they have gone 0-2. I would like to to raise a question. They have a really good year. Jesse, are you sure? What? Are you sure? About what? What you just said. Yes. You're sure. Yeah. Because I was led to believe that the Leafs got worse after the trade deadline. I would have expected those back-to-back losses to occur then. Both of those catastrophic stretches happened before the trade deadline. Oh, man. I thought they got worse, though. I was told they got worse. They did. (laughs) They did. You just haven't seen it yet. Have you considered vibes? (laughs) I think the vibes are good. They're feeling... They seem to be feeling themselves. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Matthew's getting better. I liked uh, him and Willie exchanging goals. That was cool. Tavares hit 70 points. Willie hit 80. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murray is looking pretty good mm-hmm. these After, days. Listen, that Edmonton start a couple weeks ago, I still haven't forgotten it. You got to show up for that game, Matt. But mm-hmm. ever since, he's been amazing. Listen, so that I'll take it. If the Leafs are going to go any sort of distance in these playoffs, I'm... Just making peace with the fact I think both guys are going to play. What? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think so. Yeah. One guy is going to start for sure. Uh-huh. And um, it's going to be Sergei Samsonov. Uh, no, well, sorry, I, I, not think Sergei. Sergei. I think it's going to be Ilya Samsonov. <laughs> Should be Sergei. What's yeah. Sergei doing? He's probably 50 now. He became a shot blocker in Edmonton. There you so, go. You know, why not? Weird. Um, 
Uh, yeah, no, that's, I, I that's think... your prediction. Well, think about it. So Murray's won two cups. It that's happened true. both times. Him and Flurry split those cups. Not the uh, not the second one. I yeah, believe once Murray was up and ready because didn't did we not mention it? No, hold on, hold on. Mark Andre Fleury, or was it due to injury? It, I think it was due to injury, but like, oh, see, that's that's the caveat. Then I know there was a caveat. Yeah, but with Matt Murray, that is the caveat. Like there are the games where he's bad, he looks unusable, and the games where he's dialed, he looks like as good as any starter in the league. And I think it could be a body maintenance thing. Um, I I I don't know. He's battled a lot. Um, over his career, and I think the dude is sore. And when he's not sore, he kicks ass. Mm-hmm. Same with Samsonov. Mm-hmm. Samsonov's been battling something on and off all season. Matt Murray played, or Matt Murray, Mark Andre Fleury played two games in the 2016 Cup. Like I said. I don't. Like I said. Because <laughs> we brought it up on Asia Provocateur when we he did. was on, and he, I remember his response was like, well, one of the times was a little different. Yeah. You know, because he didn't really want to expand on, mm. hey, that cup run was amazing. He was like, no, I was sitting on the bench. Yeah. You know? Yep. I think there's um I wonder how goalies look at that. I, I think I think that's okay. I, I, I it's funny. Every time I check our comments on our videos, the compliment section. Mm-hmm. Um uh there's always somebody who's like, What is Matt Murray's buyout? And and I <laughs> buyout? Hey, yeah, yeah, like what's it gonna cost them this offset? That's a very least fan thing to say. You know say. what? Jesse, look it up. And I I I, I, I wanna say to you, like I know Leafs fans are insular. We are. Mm-hmm. You know, like Leaf fans are are all about Leaf fan news. Um, but I got to say, Matt Murray as a $4 million backup, I don't know how you do much better. And and yeah, he, he had a couple stinkers this year. But I mean, are we all forgetting that he's like top 10, top 15 save percentage? Yeah. Guy's really good. No, not, not anymore. so much anymore. He was. Well, he was. So it's funny. I was uh, talking about a bet that like I'm for sure going to hit on. Mm-hmm. And um, which is it oh, was Matt yeah. Murray's save percentage over under. Do you know what the over under was set at? No, I I wish. What was it? This we is, talked about it, and you can bet that. Oh, you yeah, know, this, I got. You think I can remember anything, dude? Come this on, is guys. one of the ones you where I know. wish I wasn't two dollars, Steve, and I was perhaps twenty fifty dollars, Steve. Right. The over under was set at point nine two five zero, or sorry, nine two zero five. So 920. So you think he's going to get 921 and up uh-huh. or under 920. I took the under because <laughs> he could legitimately challenge for the Vesna trophy and still not hit that number. Of course. That's the easiest bet of your life. Easiest bet of my life and I'm going to win th- like 340, I think. I like it. That was good. The buyout calculator for Matt Murray is actually very reasonable. So his cap hit would have been uh, 6.25 next year. The buyout cost is about $2.6 million on the Leafs, and the cap hit for next year would have gone all the way down to six hundred and eighty-seven grand, and then the year after that is $2 million. Hmm. Oh, and Ottawa incurs a cap hit as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird. Because they retain salary. That might be worth it, just for the lulls. <laughs> That's kind of funny. No, I, I don't... I mean, the Leafs have... I need someone who understands LTIR, because I don't. Um, 
I would love to know how much the Leafs have been able to spend over the cap because of Murray. He's been on LTIR twice. Yeah, it's a good question. We'll have to message our friends at Pugpedia and Cap Friendly and find out. I think he um, kind of is what he is. Matt Murray is a fine. Yeah, he's a 906, 14 and 7 of, of goalies that have played 20 games or more. He mm-hmm. is 28th. It's a good uh, record, too. Not, yeah, not bad. And Sam Sonoff is higher than that. I'm trying to find so him. He's 12th. The, with the two goalies thing, I was kind of taken aback because if things are going well with the Leafs in the playoffs, let's say they win a round or two and they're going on a deep run, I envision it as they have a goalie who looks good in that instance and you ride that hand. You know, you ride Samson off because yeah. he is the goalie that's been winning, that beat the Lightning, that yeah. beat whoever they faced in the second round. So I don't see, I see if they get both goalies in there, then there's like two games back to back where Ilya shits the bed and it's like, oh no, we need to try out Matt Murray now. And I feel like that's n- not the scenario we should be hoping for. No, no, I'm not hoping for it, but I just see it being necessary like sometimes it's a you're hoping for a long thing it's a mental break too right it's a mental break it's a body break um but it's it's that's only canadians are going to get that but um it's also i don't think there's much between the two players so if one is at 75 percent due to injury and the other's feeling pretty good around 90 mm-hmm. you go with the guy who's feeling really good that day but then you would be saying okay if Samsonov has a great game. We're still we still might play Matt Murray. No. No. No, that wouldn't make any sense. Right. So Unless you're saying hurt. you're saying like you think one of them's going to get hurt? You I'm think not one saying of alternate. Gonna be, one of them's going to be a little banged up during I'm the I'm sure that that's probably like more likely to the case. It's <laughs> pretty likely, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. that's so, not So so right now we're looking at the goalie situation where we're kind of predicting that the goalies were going to have well, some sort of injuries. Steve always makes an argument that like, okay, so I I think this was back when Tampa was like winning its first cup. It was Tyler, no, Tyler, it was Johnson. Tyler Johnson in the 2015 final where they lost. Right. And so Tyler Johnson had a broken wrist. Broken right? wrist. And so what Steve was saying is you're getting maybe 50, 40% of Tyler Johnson. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that the next guy who's waiting on the outside of the lineup can't be better couldn't possibly be better than 40% of Tyler Johnson. Yeah, there's... there's Right? So that's the thing. Is like if, so, you're, if your injury takes you down to 70 or 80%, yeah. are we then talking about, well, okay, if, it, if, if, it, if we can give him a game off and then put Matt Murray in and he's going to match what Samsonov might be mm. without aggra- uh, aggravating an injury, it's, that's where I think it might come into play. It, but my argument was Tampa, like Tampa's 13th forward could not possibly be worse than Tyler Johnson with a broken wrist. Right. Couldn't po- he can't shoot. He couldn't shoot the puck. Um couldn't win. it's hard to win a, a situation face-off. like Leon Draisaitl who didn't have an ankle during the playoffs last year. Leon Draisaitl without an ankle is better than every other forward besides Connor McDavid. That's true. Yeah. Oils, that's totally you know? true. And that's why you can't re- replace him. This is going to sound stupid. Ankle's different than wrist. Sure. At least he's able to be a civil war cannon. Where you have to push him sluggishly across the battlefield. Mm-hmm. But once you get it in position, it's a cannon, right? He can put that thing wherever he wants. Wrist makes you useless. I This isn't a great comparable, but um, from the least perspective, Joe Colburn. Remember Joe Colburn? I do. He was uh, one of the league leaders in scoring in the American Hockey League. And then he injured his wrist. 
and he did not score a goal from February until May. They went all the way to the San, uh, Calder Cup final, and the, he didn't score a goal from February till May. You, you need your wrist. You need to be able to shoot the puck and pass the puck. And if you can't do that, you're, I would say, less useful than a player who has trouble moving around even, sure. like a Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. You know? One least question I have. Get, get it. Based on get it. everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Get it, girl. Does Sheldon Keefe, is he, does he have to look in the mirror one day and say, am I the Justin problem? Justin Hall is great. Sorry. What, well, what, what is, is it? What is it? Is, is Sheldon Keefe the problem what's, at some point? It's me, hi. In terms of the players he plays together and the juggling of the lines and not settling on something in terms of the top six. Because once he puts it back in order, it seems to all work out. Are we going to get to the situation in the playoffs where he's still doing stuff like this? Uh, where we got Kerfoot up on the first line or whatever, and there's just something we're unhappy with, or he puts Nylander at center in an elimination game or something ridiculous. I really will playing, never forgive him. He keeps playing <laughs> Justin Hall in an instance where Justin Hall shouldn't be on the ice, you know. Are we going to get to the point where we got to look at Sheldon Keefe and be like, is he the problem? Well, I, can, we judge, can we judge him on egregious lineups per 60? It's pretty high. <laughs> well, <laughs> lately it I is. Feel, lately it is. I feel like it's but is the it roof. compared to Babcock? Is it worse feel, since the trade compared deadline? Compared to Babcock, is it worse since the trade deadline? Well, no. Babcock had the problem of never changing. Yeah, right. Ever. But this, it was, and then, but he would get set, and it was egregious. Yes. Yeah. So Keefe's is he's got itchy feet. Is he's got what, flexible there? egregious. But I don't know that. I, again, I think what he's doing right now is he's just going. Let's throw some shit at the wall. See who might have some chemistry that we would never have tried out. And then he's going to go to his main lines come playoffs or come ten games before the playoffs. We know that the best version of the lease is when <clears throat> Matthews and Marner are playing together, and it, when Bunting's on his game, he's usually with them. Yes. I think I can th you just run that out there. I like the idea though of switching Nylander and Marner because I think Matthews and Marner become predictable. I really do, and I think because Ma whenever you see Matthews and Marner score, it's always from the same spots. And I think the reason they're switching it up is Matthews and Marner are so freaking clinical that they're almost predictable. So if you can if you can change a little bit of that mix, I think that's why they're doing it. I think they're extremely, I think they're two of the best defensive forwards on the team. Matthews and Marner. Yeah. Yeah. And when they're together, I think they're so overconfident in their offensive abilities that they slack on the defensive end. Oh, maybe that's it. I don't know what the stats are. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but it feels like they give up a lot. Jesse, I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from your point that objectively, the best line is with those guys on it together. Don't, but I think the reason they switch it up is to, and I think he, uh, Sheldon Keefe is the king of, he's trying to fake out other teams. Like he likes to, yeah. li he line matches at home. Like what the fuck, man? <laughs> and, and like, and, and so I think there's a little bit of that. If, if I were to say, I'm not saying that I agree with it, mm -hmm. but I, if I were to say I can understand the wisdom behind it, putting Nylander out there with uh, uh, Matthews every once in a while or for several games, they don't play bad. They yeah. play pretty good. I, I, Marner Tavares looks good with O'Reilly. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it when during points of the game in the middle of the second, Tavares is with Marner or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just whenever push comes to shove, he throws the guys with the best lineup together. Well, you know, I I wonder if is it our best line or is it the line that is most likely to score and their score effects involved. The other team is crawling into a shell. He puts out an offensive line that's not as good defensively, but the other team isn't trying on offense. And 
I what? I don't know. I th- I think so. Someone asked me about this uh, towards the end of the LFR, and I think what the Leafs are doing comes down to sports science. Actually, oh the the Slurpee lineup, the Seven mm-hmm. Eleven. Yeah, I'm trying to make it a thing. Okay, go with it. Oh, it, it's it's very it's very no. Seven okay. Eleven should jump. Well, anyway, that, we'll though. figure it up. No. They um, sponsor a different network than you're on, so I don't think you can do that. Oh, they yeah. are they a TSN sponsor? TSN? I, I've ne- no I'm, what no what I, what I don't know what those letters. What are. What we need to do is to come over to the SDPN. Mm. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. So they imagine? shun both of those guys. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So anyway, um, it's uh, to get their defensemen to play far less because even adding in the one extra guy allows them to spread out the minutes uh, mm-hmm. uh, so much more. And uh, on offense, every now and then they switch back. They're switching up the lines. They're uh, dividing Austin, Mitch, and Willie up at times to spread their minutes out. I think they're trying to keep everyone fresh. Mm-hmm. You know, giving Riley a that night off, sense. giving yeah. Geo a night off, um, giving uh, Geo especially. Did Brody get one recently? Yes, it feels like he's due for. And one. you know what? When Brody's out, you notice. Yeah, uh, more than anybody. Yeah, he's a he's a really good uh, player. Dependable, dependable. So I I think I don't know if they're going to go eleven seven in the playoffs. That'll be interesting. But I think they're doing it for the next you know three weeks because they're trying to keep everyone fresh. Okay, well, with that, there's a couple of things that happened in the NHL yesterday that uh, supersede the Toronto Maple Leafs that we will get into next. Um, But first, our friend Dave Bastel. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Okay, so Dave, uh, this is, I like this one a lot. We are all talking about the arms race in the East, how the East teams all loaded up or whatever. What we're not talking about is how the West is completely wild. It's wild this year. And the Colorado Avalanche, who should be like runaway favorites, are not necessarily when you're talking about winning the conference. No, no, they're not. They're about a four to one uh, proposition at Sports Interaction right now. But you know what? You throw in that conversation, just a little small step. There are a bunch of teams, and I'm looking at the Vegas's, Edmonton, Dallas, Los Angeles Kings, even the upstart Minnesota Wild, who've had a fantastic mm-hmm. last 40 games of the season, are in that conversation. So I ask you this um, if you're not going Colorado, which wouldn't be a bad bet anyway. Uh, where are you going? Because there's a lot of options out there in the Wild West. I mean, for me, I'm I'm gonna take Vegas. I like the I like what their okay. goalie's done, um, and I like I, the team is just every year they're except for last year they're good. Um, yep. And I don't think I don't see Edmonton or Dallas catching up, and I think that's what it is, right? Uh, I don't I, know. I got the Oilers. You got the Oilers, dude. I've been you on. Think wow. gonna do it? I've been on this okay. for a month. I um, this. They're this. a flawed team, but their strengths are so overwhelming that it allows them to overcome. And the only team that stopped them last year was this juggernaut of a team in the Colorado Avalanche, and there just isn't that juggernaut this year. They're three in wins. The West, I don't think they're three wins out of first overall. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right, Jesse. The world yep. needs to watch out for the Los Angeles Kings because Ooh. they had one big flaw and that was goaltending. And they traded away their franchise star and Jonathan Quick and they yep. fixed their goaltending problem. You know, Jonas Corpusallo has been awesome and they are yes. on fire. 
I was going to say, I wonder how long he can maintain that, though, right? He's never been in that kind of position. Ooh. And it's like... Mm -hmm. Goalies get hot all the time and stay hot. <laughs> LA Kings currently at an almost 9-1. to one. Would you take them now? That's Whoa. a great bet. That is a that fantastic is. bet. Solid. What are the Oilers and what are the Kings? Uh, Oilers are 6-1. to one. Kings are 8-7-8-1. Eight, eight to one. Okay. Yep, 9. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going uh, uh, to take the Kings. Like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Producer Drew somewhere is punching air that we none of us took the avalanche. No, he's happy. <laughs> Why he's, is he happy? Because yeah. he thinks that means. So I picked him to win in 2020 and in 2021, and he said, "Stop doing it." And when I picked someone else to yeah. win 2022, he fist pumped. So Dave, Dave, the Winnipeg Jets are a yeah. 17 and a half to one. Yeah. What do you think? Hey, you know, you know what? I'm. Uh, I'm. I, I'd be thankful if they made the postseason. The way you squeak out wins against the Ducks, really? And the Coyotes by one goal? Are you kidding me? The Coyotes, the American Hockey League Coyotes. Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. All right, we love you, Dave. Have a great weekend. So, you know, I think, uh, uh, you know, a couple days after the James Reimer situation, we come up with this. Uh, uh, the Florida Panthers had their Pride Night. Uh, by all accounts, did a great job. Mm -hmm. uh, but mm -hmm. the but also uh, another team featuring the Stahl brothers, you know, had a bit of a hiccup. And by a bit of a hiccup, we mean here we fucking go again. Uh, I want to start though this segment with Matthew Kachuk because uh, he is undoubtedly the leader of the Florida Panthers in my mind. Him and Barkov and Ekblad probably. And I gotta say, uh, he's one of the most outspoken guys in the NHL, and I love hearing this. No, a night like tonight for me, like really is just all about including everybody and like it's it's to my in my opinion it's by far the greatest game in the world and everybody's welcome in my locker room and and uh, you know in our locker room as an organization I think our organization's done an unbelievable job of of showing that and embracing that and um, starting from Vinny all the way down to the players so um continuing the tradition every year and showing each and every day that hockey is for every single person we welcome everybody now Contrast that with the statement that his teammates, Eric and Mark Stahl, made before the game. Uh, After many thoughts, prayers, and discussions, we have chosen not to wear a pride jersey tonight. The statement should probably just end there. Um, sure. Probably, well, yeah. No, yeah, but they, have, they should explain themselves. We carry no judgment on how people choose to live their lives. I thought that was an interesting sentence. And believe that all people should be welcome in all aspects of the game of hockey. Having Great. said that... We feel, oh, but oh, 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 oh. yeah, oh. we feel that us wearing a pride jersey goes against our Christian beliefs. I think there's Christians somewhere going. This is not what we believe, but anyway, uh, we hope you can respect this statement. We will not be speaking any further on the matter, and we will continue to focus on the game and helping the Florida Panthers win the Stanley Cup. Eric and Mark Stahl. Uh, which, uh, oops, there, now, there, there's some sort of error in communication there because they did speak further on the matter. After the game, which I think is counter to what they wanted, but uh, yes. Bad. So it's funny. Um, uh, Eric Stahl was asked about this, and he said, "But you wore this before." And this is the strangest thing. And he said, "No, I have never have." And they said, "No, but you have." And he said, "No, I have never." Not only has Eric worn it, but so has Mark. Oh, Mark wore it too. Yeah, both have had their pride jerseys auctioned. When did Mark wear it? I don't know. It doesn't, yeah. But uh, Eric, but I have but I I have the auction pictures right here if you want to see them. Sure. Um, yeah. Number eighteen stall, number twenty one, and I'm assuming that might be. I don't even know where Mark Stall would have worn that, but I know Eric New wore York? it in Montreal, New York, or Detroit. Yeah. So it's it's a 
It's interesting that now it's like, well, since it's okay. Yeah, the winning bid since, was seven hundred and fifty dollars. Like they, we have all the information about like who bid and who won, and the money went to the, the organization. But it's not just a jersey that exists. There's, there's photo and video evidence of him wearing it. And nope. it's just in 4K. And, here's the quote. But, like, I haven't before. I never have. I haven't worn a pride jersey before. And like, listen, people change their minds all the time. Um, but this is not him changing his mind. My, it's him saying this never happened. Now, he <laughs> so weird. Maybe he forgot, but it seems like an odd thing to have forgotten. Well, OK. So is that the rink side? Um, that is. Uh, yeah. Is, is that Aaron Brown? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So here, read the full tweet. Read uh, the full tweet because it's even worse. Florida Panthers, uh, Eric Stahl post game when he told when told there is photographic evidence of him wearing a pride jersey in Montreal. What? I haven't before. I never have. I haven't worn a pride jersey before. So it's not. He's being told, hey, man, there's a picture. Now, I, and he's saying, no, there isn't. Now, which is really strange. We have to allow that maybe he forgot. But I thought yeah. the funniest reply on Twitter was... But you're being told yeah. there's a photo. No. You're, you're being... Somebody is telling you this image exists and you're denying that. My favorite... What if I pull out my phone and I show you? Are you going to say no? No. It's Photoshop. I don't get think, it. I, I think the funniest tweet, though, that I saw was, I guess they haven't got to the part of the Bible with thou shall not lie. Um, oh, and, and, I don't you know, know if he's lying. I, think I, don't, I don't know if he is either, but I just... It's like... It's such uh, an own. Like, I... <laughs> You just uh, nope, haven't. Yeah, it's just uh, what I said in the Elevar yesterday is like I'm not doing this from scratch again. Like we, we we've had the conversation. We know how we feel, and it was a long one, and it's exhausting, and it's exhausting every time it happens. And I'm sure this won't be the last. Um, and you know, uh, Ivan Provorov and James Reimer and Eric and Mark Stahl are not the emperors of Christians. Um, no, they don't represent the religion. Well, and I think it's an important thing. No, and they're hiding behind uh, uh, a certain interpretation that a lot of Christians, and including the Pope, uh, do not. The Pope has come out and on record said everybody is to be welcomed. Nobody is to be marginalized. There are direct quotes of that. As the Have they done like Vatican pride, pride jerseys? Day, yeah. no, no, they haven't done Vatican pride yeah. jerseys yet. Oh, okay. I won't hold my breath. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't either. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, the reality of the situation is all this jersey signifies is you're welcome here. Yeah, Yeah. Steve, that's all it does. You say, like, you're exhausted by, like, talking about it. Imagine how people of the LGBTQ plus community feel. You know, if you're exhausted, it's just I can't even like my heart goes out to them and all these situations every time it comes up. But there is some there is some good that if we talk about the bad, we should also talk about the good. And Steve, you have the list. There's three teams over the last like week or so that have all worn their pride jerseys. Everybody on the team, they've warmed up in them. It's it's a shame uh, how much attention and maybe we're guilty of this as well. uh, The the teams with players uh, who don't wear it, uh, how much attention they suck up. Um, because we were like, uh, you were like, oh, we should, you know what? We should shout out the Dallas Stars because everyone in the Dallas Stars wore it. And I said, yeah, and I think the Kraken. And you're like, you think the Kraken? You should probably check. <laughs> and I go, oh, okay. And I looked it up, and it's the Dallas Stars, the Seattle Kraken, and, and the, the LA Kings. Yeah, I know the Kings one happened too. 
But yeah, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, that's from uh, Out Sports. It's from uh, Jim Bazinski. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them wore the, the the title of the article is Dallas Stars, Seattle Kraken, and LA Kings all wore pride jerseys and nobody noticed. And again, I just want to shout out to anybody who's in that community um, who listens to this show. You are welcome here. You are wanted here. Uh, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> It's just it's wild that that this is happening, but here we are. Now the other thing I want to talk about in following up uh, is Nazem Kadri was asked by SDPN's own Julian McKenzie. So it was Julian who asked him. Yeah, uh, asked him about James Reimer's comment over the weekend. And if if uh, if we want to rewind it, essentially James Reimer said, "Well, I'm a big fan of you know uh, you know Nazem Kadri. We were friends. We were teammates forever. We're friends." Um, I wouldn't wear a Muslim bride jersey, but and I think he would understand that. But, you know, he knows that I'm a good guy, et cetera, et cetera. And when Nazem Kadri was asked about it, here's what he said. I mean, James is a great guy. I'm not sure how I got tied into it, really. At the end of the day, his opinions are his opinions, and he's got a prerogative to have those opinions. For us, I think it's most important, whether it's in an ethnicity, community, or anybody, is welcomed at our hockey rink. That is where we stand. Here, here can, can I help Naz out? I'd like to help Nas out. He he doesn't know where this came from. I know where it came from, Nas. It came from a scenario that James Reimer made up. <laughs> that is not a thing. It's not a thing. Well, I would I I wouldn't expect someone to wear No one's asking you to wear that. That's not a thing. It's also a religion and a religion is a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh who you are attracted to is not and I think that's what people are are missing here. Who is you that love? Who you love? Yeah. And who and 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 what you are is, is there's so much that we're born into that's completely out of our hands, and all these people are asking for it. This isn't like like as I saw so many people online were like, I didn't choose to be gay. I just yeah. am. Yeah. And and so and I think that's where that's the difference that James doesn't seem to get with Nas is religion. You know whether you grew up in a religious house or you found it later. It is a choice. It's a choice to believe. They're open about it's that. It's just like it's a choice to make up scenarios that never happened. Bingo. That are not things. Um, it's not a scenario. It's not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought he, you know, Nazem to his his credit uh, said on Flames Pride Night, which is March 28th, which is four days from now, said, yeah, I think we're going to continue with it. It's an, issue, an initiative we have. We want to welcome everybody to the Saddle Dome. We want to continue to grow this game and get as many people watching hockey as we possibly can. Hooray. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, listen, that's that's good. And I think those teams, can you shout them out again? The Seattle Kraken. The, the Seattle Kraken, the Dallas Stars, and the LA Kings. Deserve. It's funny. I thought the Ducks did too, but I, I I'm, guess not. I just, it's funny because like. Those you, are the recent ones. You want to give oh. credit where it's due. Uh, and I give that credit, but we're in this scenario. We're sort of giving credit because other teams can't even meet the lowest possible bar. Yeah, the bar's not it's very su- high. It here, sucks. And you know what? To all the Panthers players that did wear the jersey, uh, that's a thing, right? Yeah, like it's it, like I, I I think Matt Kachuk is saying a lot there between the lines. Here are two fringe players for his team sucking up all the oxygen out of a night that really does matter that he's clearly passionate about those guys are fringe guys they're at this point in their career they are lucky to be in the game honestly now do you think that Jordan and Mark Stahl at their skill level currently would be playing NHL hockey if they weren't called Stahl no but the having this thought process in the locker room is relevant because Mark Stahl's wore a letter most of his career. Yep. And Eric Stahl for a lot of his career was a captain. Absolutely. And beloved in the communities he was in. 
Oh, I met I met Eric Stahl. He's happy, charming guy. It, sure. It's it it goes to what I was saying in the Rhymer conversation is does this one bad belief make you a bad person? And I was talking about how uh people are complicated and it kind of reminded me uh, you know, every now and then, I, I think a lot of what SNL does kind of stinks, <laughs> but every now and then they do something where I'm like, damn, that's perfect. Like you got all of society in one sketch and Tom Hanks on black jeopardy. <laughs> oh, was yeah. Because they have this guy and everyone's like, nah, I don't know about this guy. And as the sketch goes, you're like, Oh, I, I relate to this guy. I, I relate to him so much. And he's, and he's charming and I feel like we could be friends. And then it's like, Hey, what do you think of this? And the whole sketch ends. It's like, well, it was fun. while it lasted right. <laughs> sort right. of thing. And I just kind of feel like that's where it ended up with him. Like he does this, he does that. He does that. Oh, Oh, but this. The stalls are from Thunder Bay and Rainbow Collective of Thunder Bay issued this statement. We wish Eric and Mark would understand that Pride Inclusion Nights and jerseys are about inclusion in sport and having a welcoming arena to enjoy the game of hockey. Wearing a Pride jersey or rainbow is not about endorsing certain values or that you yourself are gay. What it's saying is that you're welcome here and that this sport is welcoming of diverse backgrounds. Now more than ever, it's vitally important that allies stand up and speak out about unconscious and unconscious biases. Uh, the community is invested, has invested uh, in their hometown hockey heroes, and it is more important than ever that Eric and Mark are role models to not only their own children, but to those youth who look up to them, because they are like gods there. The 2SLGBTQA plus communities deserve better and we urge Eric and Mark to understand that these nights are vitally important to ensuring a truly welcoming and inclusive hockey community and that is signed the Rainbow Collective of Thunder Bay. Well written. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, like like Steve said in the LFR last night, if you want to know our thoughts on this, uh, our entire back catalog is available to you, but you can just listen to the previous episode. Um, yeah, I, we've always sort of been on this side and, and it's never changed. So I am enjoying those mentions what do you mean oh when did you go all soft and woke <laughs> you must be new here yeah. all right now let's move on to the winnipeg jets um scott billick uh who is the nhl or sorry the uh, the jets beat writer for the winnipeg sun had a really interesting conversation with rick bonus i now, have not seen this now if let me ask you guys if you were to sum up the last two weeks of winnipeg jets hockey in a couple of words what would it be? How do you describe what ends up in Leo's diaper? Oh, woo! Smelly. <laughs> Smelly. Green. Kaka yucky. Okay, there we go. We found it. Um, this quote gets better as it goes along. Yeah. So I'm going to start and you're going to be like, okay, that's not really much, but wait. Wait for the end. The oh. stunning conclusion. Oh. The question from Scott. Do you need more commitment from some of your best players right now? Rick Bonus, I've got to get more out of them. Put it that way. Oh, boy. Okay, so, like, listen, if you lose, like, Sheldon Keefe would say that. I mm -hmm. need more from my best guys. Yeah, Okay. I, every coach ever, I think, says yeah. that. Why do you say it's on you to do more to motivate them? Who motivates you when you wake up in the morning? Uh, and then, so so that was, that was Rick's question back to the reporter. Who motivates you when you wake up in the morning? Scott says, myself. And Rick says, there you go. So Scott says... So why do you say then that you need to do more to motivate those guys? Rick Bonus says, that's what we're dealing with. That's part of our job. It's to stay on top of them and to keep pushing them 
uh, and don't let them get into a comfort zone and don't let them back off. Sometimes you're doing that and you're not even aware that you're doing it. So it has to be shown. It has to be talked to. It has to be addressed. We'll keep pushing. And then the rest is on them. Quote, if we were allowing this and not addressing it, uh, addressing that they can do more, that's one thing. But we are addressing it. And now that next step has to come from them. And Scott says this quote, question to, to sum up the quote, just seems a little odd that you need to motivate some of these veterans. And Rick says, yep, that's what we're dealing with. <laughs> now, to the Winnipeg Jets credit, they've surprised a lot of people this season with their play. Yes. They've yep. been very competitive. Uh, you know, Connor Hellebuck continues to be Connor Hellebuck. You haven't heard about the drama because there's been drama. And not the not the fun drama type. This is it's like been dark and toxic sounding. Yeah. Rumors of this in Winnipeg for years. Yeah. So probably since since after their 2017 run, where the, they where they lost to the, the Golden Knights, and they really should have been in the finals. The what, I remember Frege mentioning on 32 Thoughts, probably over a year ago, the COVID bubble um, hit the Jets particularly hard, mm. which I can mm. understand. Um, but then it seemed like they were never really able to get it back on track until this year. Mm -hmm. Well, and and I think so. They were they got it back on track, but then it has fallen off again. Yeah, because yeah, like you guys outlined, like that that summer conversation about the Jets was horrific. It was like dark when our rare shows in August or, or early September. You know, like that was hey. This, uh, is Mark Scheifele going to get traded here? Like, are we running Blake out of the days of that that little core? Is Kyle Connor going out the door, you know? And then, they, then they're then they fine. Like, the fall and, and the depths of the winter were fabulous for the Winnipeg Jets, and they shocked everybody. And then now we're back to what we thought during the summer. And it's like, okay, what are the real Winnipeg Jets? Is this always going to be a situation where... They keep running out this core and it eventually falls off like how it has in the last couple of weeks because they can't sustain a, a season long or a deep playoff run with this this group. And I, I wonder how it's going to go in the playoffs here. They better watch out for Nashville. If you can't keep if you can't win these games down the stretch, you better watch out because Nashville can throw together a little stretch here and get right into your last playoff spot. Don't worry about Calgary. But (laughs) no, we'll talk about about Calgary next, by the way. If Nashville just wins their games in hand, they pass the Jets. Yeah. They're, they have three games in hand. Oh, that would boy. give them six points. That would pass the Jets. See, that's the position so, you don't want to be in, right? You've now taken it out of your hands. Yeah, so we they're got, a lot closer than five points. We got some real honesty from Rick Bonus, and I think it, it starts, obviously, you you know, when the situation of guys not trying, that's from the captain down. That's from the leadership core down. That's who he's speaking to. And for him to go public with that stuff in an interview, it's, it's very honest. It's a look into, hey, last month hasn't been great, and these guys need to give more effort. Well, and, and this is the thing is that there's never been a doubt about the Winnipeg Jets talent. It's it's yes. always been a commitment thing. They have, they have one of the most talented cores in the league. Absolutely. Uh, Ehlers, Connor, Wheeler, Shifley. Those are unbelievable weapons. Hellebuck. I think they would disagree with you that Ehlers is part of the core. Well, which is crazy. <laughs> I'll take Ehlers on my team any day. Please, please, yes, please, please. give us Ehlers. Um, I think... Watch that be the move. Oh this man, summer. it'd be amazing. Sorry, right, guys, we got it. Ehlers is the guy. <laughs> it was like it'll be like the Chicago Blackhawks when they traded Panarin. It's like the the problem oh. is not Panarin, but they traded the not problem and Di- continued to keep the problems. And I think differences they played Panarin. That's true. And I think the thing is with the Jets, like they are fully capable of being in the playoffs and being a threat. 
Can these guys, like what, when I look at Shifley and Wheeler, Kyle Connor, I, I exclude from this because that guy always performs no matter how good or bad they are. But Shifley and Wheeler, it does come down to them. And mm-hmm. I, are you a great player? Are you an Olympic level player or are you just below? Mm-hmm. Not that we're going to the Olympics, but if we were going to put the Olympics together, everybody would have Mark Shifley on that team skill wise. But is that, you remember how Chris Kunitz made the Olympics and he played with Sidney Crosby, rode shotgun with Sidney Crosby, and he was great? He was unreal. And everybody's like, how the, what the hell is this guy doing here? And he was great. I, I think it's like if one of those players becomes available or Chris Draper making the Olympics. Chris team, Draper, Kirk Maltby. Kirk Maltby. You know, because they come in, they play a role. What role is Mark Shifley going to be? Is he, he's not Connor McDavid. The all offense, not that Connor doesn't play some defense, but he's mm-hmm. it's it's not his strength. Is so you don't need Shifley for all offense. You certainly can't use him for forward defensive depth. So what is he? And, gotta, and the Americans maybe they're a little thinner, but even then, like is do you need Blake Wheeler to score you up a pile of goals, or is it going to come from Austin Matthews and a bunch of the younger guys? Twenty ten. Uh, Olympics. How many points did Rick Nash have? I have no idea. I've neither do I. Because he adapted from being NHL Rick Nash to, hey, this is the Olympics and someone's got to be the shutdown guy. Can you do that? And he did that. And he was great. And the depth guys on Team Canada and Team USA and most Olympic teams need to be able to do that. You know who was being talked about for the Olympic team had the Olympics actually happened uh, last year? Andrew Manjapane. Huh. was working his way into that conversation. Wow, 40-goal year. It, well, he had an incredible season offensively, but he? Okay. he was also a spark plug and a, and a guy who uh, could be on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. Right? I just don't know if that's the guy. Well, and th- this is the thing, is that what I'm saying about Shifley and Wheeler is not that they're not capable. Oh, they're definitely capable. They're capable. Kyle Connor's capable. Ehlers is capable. Uh, although it seems like he is the next and uh, the next Nordic person to be traded for less than his value, uh, I I I do with the when it comes to the Jets. Wow, you have the talent. You are in your prime. Wheeler's a little past his prime. Shifley's right in it. Yeah, it's time now. Show me that you're an elite NHL player because Shifley is undoubtedly an elite NHL player when he puts it together. Kyle Connor undoubtedly. Um, Nikolai Ehlers, I think, should be. I, I the way they're using him is odd. I don't know what's going on there. Well, and also, like, I wonder what it does to a room when, like, you have to ask the question: Does Pierre Luc Dubois wear Habs Under Armour under his jet? Yeah, uniform? yeah, we yeah. haven't. Like, we haven't yeah. even mentioned his name in right. this entire conversation. And, but and you got you got a guy with question with commitment issues, and brought him to a team with commitment issues. Right, but commitment like, to the play. But like, this is. This is this wasn't like in Columbus. It was get me out of here, and in Winnipeg, it's trade me to this very specific place. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm under contract and have no right to go anywhere. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> like, kudos to the Jets this summer for just being like, uh, no, yeah. Does he? Does Pierre Luc Dubois understand what it's like to play in Montreal though? Because uh-huh. here's my thing: uh-huh. you play like that in Montreal, they'll fucking eat you alive. Yeah, he has mm-hmm. a Look big at, role on this team too. And he's not a bad hockey player. No, of course, not he's a, not. Not at all. Uh, that's why we're expecting things. If if he was a bad hockey player, we wouldn't expect anything. No, he's he's, and I think he's the sort of guy you would love to have in the playoffs. But like, mm-hmm. you got to get there first, dude. Yeah, gotta, I, I don't yeah. exclude him at all from that conversation right. of of guys who need to get their head in this. Well, yeah. and and this is the thing, right? Like. Jets fans 
like I don't know if, if Jets players, like you know, especially the ones that have been there a long time, are you play in other arenas, you must be aware that there's very few communities that get behind the NHL team like an NHL team like the Jets do. Jets fans really get behind the Jets. Like they yeah, are they in that that is a fabric of the community team. And they've only been they've been there about a you know just a little over a decade, and then obviously there's the previous Jets. Uh, you're lucky to play there. You're lucky to have that kind of noise. You make the playoffs. That's the loudest building in the arena in of all oh. the arenas, no question. So come on, get your take your eight million dollar paycheck and put a little more oomph into your step. I'm fascinated by Mark Shifley, like as a player and a person and a person. His when, person, yeah. When he draw, drives by, do you go wah wah? <laughs> 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 and then you're like, oh, I should get a Hyundai. <laughs> I hate you. Right now. I, just, wow. I do. I do. I do. And you that's why I no, they don't have it. There's no promo code for the Hyundai it's here Mark on the SDP. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I say that because they he was portrayed as such a student of the game and like he knows everyone sticks and he watches hockey in his <laughs> off time. And, well, that and could be true, but he but, may not. He may have motivation issues from time to time, as we all do. We're human beings. The, yeah, I guess I watch <laughs> hockey, but you know, it's not necessarily that I'm the hardest is worker it, out there on the ice. Is it? I am when Jesse's out there. Yeah, but you can't keep up, so it doesn't matter. You can uh, be a lazy nerd. Well, you, you, you try. Be a lazy you nerd. try hard, but everybody's blowing past you. Is it fair to I say? I saw the bruise on my ribs. You asshole. <laughs> let's let if, him say something. If the Nashville Predators <laughs> sneak into the playoffs. And the Winnipeg Jets miss the playoffs, everybody's gone. No. No, you think no, they, 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 they run it back again? They're going to run it back again. Oh, you, no gosh. way. You know I why? You got to do major So, first surgery. off, Wheeler's gone, right? Mm-hmm. Wheeler's, isn't his contract what? up at the end of this year, or is it Shifes that's up? Uh, Who's up? I don't know. Because it was Shifley that said after, I got to know what the future is. Let's, let's get it. He right. was sitting wide eyed at that press conference last year at the end of the year. I need to know from management what the future is because yeah. I got to know. Well, okay. Well, why don't you play like you like a, a little bit like that guy that we saw at the press conference? And I'm not, again, I feel like I'm picking on Shife. I'm not trying to, but you, you are the. The the three or four guys that we keep mentioning are the ones that are going to win them the games. Go ahead, Jess. Ealer signed for three more years. Mark Shifley, two more years or one year after this is what I should be saying. Uh, Kyle Connor signed for three years after this. Blake Wheeler, another year after this. Nino, another year. Adam Lowry, three more years. Mason Appleton, two more years. The only UFAs are Vladi Nemes. Uh <laughs> Sam Gagne, like no major names on the roster at all are um, are UFAs like Logan Stanley. Okay, so give me RFA. some AAVs, Jesse. Give me give me Wheeler's AAVs. AAVs. You want the AAVs? Okay, Blake Wheeler's eight point two. That's Cal Connor seven point one. Great. Mark Shifley is six point one. Wow, like, that's an unreal. Contract. Wheeler's is six. Good contract. Uh, PLD is six and an RFA. He's uh, still an RFA after this? Yeah. So still wait, an RFA. they don't even have to send him to Montreal after no, his contract's no. done? No, they have the rights <laughs> to be what the fuck? So here's the thing. Josh Morrissey's 6.2. Oh, Nate Schmidt is 5.9. Neil Pionk's 5.8. That's tough. This team, the cap situation is fabulous. Yeah, Pionk stinks. I, I, I think <laughs> he does. Come on. People tried to convince me for a season that Neil Pionk was worth Jake Truba. He wasn't. He was never worth Jake Truba. He was always a downgrade. Stop gaslighting he had, me. He he had the best season of his career. Wow. He that did. Was, he and did. he was still he was still 60% of what Jake Truba brought. And, and I think, listen, there's a reason why some of these guys all want out. Why do you think 
Pierre-Luc Dubois gets their plays one year and wants to go. Listen, it's got to be more than just Montreal good. Mm. Maybe it's Winnipeg bad. I'm and gonna... not Winnipeg the city. I'm talking about the culture in the dressing room. Mm. It's interesting you say Pionk peaked in uh, his previous home. Because like Nate Schmidt's kind of a similar situation. Like Nate Schmidt's career seemed to peak in Vegas. And now it's, oh, he's it's in Winnipeg. Stinky cucka. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, don't think he, I don't think he's bad. It's just it peaked early. I think it's you know, the role Vegas. they need him to play. Nate Nate Schmidt is a very specific defenseman. He's got great wheels. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's still the, the skater he used to because he, he did have some injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he could always wheel, right? He was great. Yeah. I think the thing is, the reason I think the Jets, you, you asked the question, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. If, it, if they don't make the playoffs, Heads will roll. do they blow it up? Heads will roll. Well, here's the problem. The guy that they wanted to trade last year was the guy nobody wanted, Blake Wheeler. Wheeler. And even, so you've got to hold back on that contract. Now, he has, he's he's having a good year. He's got 50 points in 64 games, yeah. the majority of those being assists. That is yeah. a 36-year-old man who makes $8.2 million like, next like, year. That's you need him at half that price. Yeah. You need him at half that price. And he's 36. And he's what, three more years, you said? One more year. One more year. This, yeah. Okay, so I can see that that being a guy where it's you trade him at the deadline next year if they're if you're out of it, or you trade him at the draft and retain. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those Oof, where retaining th- a whole season tough. Well, what do you? What else do you do? Right? I if you want to make, but this is the thing. This is why I think they roll it back. Because what do you do with what they have? You don't want to trade those deals. That Shifley deal, that Morrissey deal, that they're uh, so good. They they're have some amazing contracts. Deals. Like Shevel Dayoff, I don't blame him for going. No, fuck it, we're keeping it. Look at how great these contracts are. Imagine, much work I Imagine the cap goes up like the the big jump, like it's eight million dollars, and you have Josh Morrissey until twenty twenty nine at six point two million dollars. Oh. He's at, he's still twenty twenty nine. Oh, that's uh, twenty twenty eight. Sorry, twenty twenty eight. That's a that's real. That's what a, a deal. really good deal. He might win the Norris. He probably won't, but he might win the Norris. He'd be a runner-up. He's he'll, a guaranteed runner-up. Eric Carlson should win the Norris. Yeah, but like Josh Morrissey. Oh my god. Yeah. But like Morrissey. Fox? That's that's crazy like value. That. And like the Blake Collar, Blake Wheeler contract is clearly an albatross because he's so old and so much money. But then your next highest contract is Cal Connor, who's twenty-six and makes seven point one million dollars and could put up. 40 goals any year. He's been really disappointing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we were talking about him in the 50-goal conversation, and he scored for, like, the first time. He, he had, like, a Kerfoot-esque streak. What, what's he at this season? 28 after the 47-goal season last year. He only Meh. has 28 this year. Meh. His assist number's up, though. He's already at 46. The 46 was his career high last year. Yeah, I think... All right. At the end of the day... It's only 11 games left. They're, the 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 frustrating thing about the Jets is that they're good enough to be there more than... They're good enough to be a playoff team this year and next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking frustrating, I'm sure, as a coach and as management to go, we have all these great value on these deals. We got this incredible engaged fan base that is like almost... Look at that. What's that? What's the streak called when the Jets are in the playoffs and they all dress in white and blue and they're all like bananas with the Dale Howard Chuck statue? The strip. Is it the air? The air? It should be called the air strip. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, white the runway. Out. The whiteout. Uh, the whiteout. The white. No, but, but you know, there's the outdoor... <laughs> Oh, and a, so it's like a and, streak. and they're in the first round and it's like outdoor of the arena and they're all watching and it's fucking minus 95 because it's Winnipeg in April and <laughs> uh, and they're all still out there partying like it's 30 degrees and it's July. Not a coat in sight. Not a freaking not what there's a bunch of people there with cargo shorts on. It's crazy. And I just I like the Jets Winnipeg deserves this team at its best and these guys don't get it. I don't think. 
I don't know if these guys get, you know, get their wish and get traded. There is no guarantee that you ever play for a team as talented as this current Jets team is. You or, just don't know. Here's here's a thought and and I'll use two non-Winnipeg Jets teams to equate it. Remember they were coming up with the playoff format for the COVID bubble. Mm-hmm. They were coming up with the qualifying round or what mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, qualifying round. Who was against the format? Do you remember? I don't know. There was one team in particular that was really against it. Pittsburgh. You know why? They had to play Montreal. Who does Montreal have? Carey Price. Do you think teams want to run into Connor Hellebuck? No. Forget the Jets. Do you think teams want to run into Connor Hellebuck for four to seven games? No. Not this year. Nuh-uh. Get in! If they do start... If the heads start rolling and Dubas is still around, because that's still a question, um, the Leafs... Had better be the first ones in on a guy like Connor Hellebuck. Oh my god! Can you fucking imagine? I can fucking imagine. Uh, you do. You give. Every, you give the first round pick forever for Connor for Connor Hellebuck. That guy. Which. Oh my god. Oh, it's my favorite shit. goalie. I love Connor Hellebuck. I want him. Um, okay, this is just announced during the show, and Steve. Uh, uh, Steve, you're excited about this. Uh, from Sean Fitzgerald, ESPN Films announced today that production has completed on, quote, I'm just here for the riot, a 30 for 30 documentary about the 2011 Vancouver Stanley Cup riot. Now, I love a sports documentary. 30 for 30s are so good, too. Um, do you guys remember that? Of course. Oh, I watched it live. I was in Calgary, and I remember watching the game end. And that was a heartbreaking game, right? 4 nothing, and it's like... Yeah, it wasn't close for a moment. No, and it's like... And, and just after you thought, like, the Canucks are going to win this, you know... No, nah, I didn't think that. <laughs> well, the Canucks thought they were, because apparently Mike Gillis was toasting their win, and, uh, you know, Roberto Luongo... What was the infamous comment? He made some sort I'm of comment. I'm not here to pump his tires. Right. So, but but what was interesting is that back then... It was an early game. I remember that. Yes, it was still uh, daytime. Still daytime. Out east. And uh, and the CBC in Vancouver was playing it because it was Hockey Night in Canada on CBC at the time. So what was fascinating was they went from the hockey feed. We were all watching Hockey Night in Canada on CBC to the news, na- the, the, the national feed, right? They were right. right into the news. It's just smoke. But... <laughs> But it was, it started, you could see like the CBC Vancouver guy, they kept it on that feed, or at least the feed I was watching. And they had a great street side studio, I think at the time. And they were talking and they, and they had these shots like, oh, there's a, some fights and whatever, some discord. And then. Which is you normal. Could, yes. Which is normal after a loss it's and people great, fight and whatever. Normal. And then we saw Jesse and I, by the way, after game seven last year, we're walking out with Natalie and, and uh, Jesse's uh, girlfriend, Gabby. And, um, and there's Leaf fans fighting each other. I saw two oh, Leaf fans God. fighting each other. It's just like. Those idiots. Yeah. Idiots. Like, like, we just lost to Tampa. Let's beat the shit out of each other. Morons. But My wife was freaking out. I think it was the first time she ever saw something like that. Uh, but um, what happened was you get the. I love this sometimes with the news is you get real time reaction as it's happening because the story is unfolding right outside of their door. And that's what happened. It's a, and I don't even know why still to this day it really happened. People said there was provocateurs that would come in and they were there. They were just there to smash stuff and, th- and blow stuff up. I'm fascinated to see Vancouverites talk about it and people from BC because what I remember is a lot of Vancouverites swear up and down that it was people from the suburbs coming in like Richmond and stuff like that. Although Richmond's its own place but you know what i mean like all the cities that are outside theater cities yes um 
coming in and starting shit. I just I just remember, and I talked about this in the book, being part of that massive crowd coming out of the very same building the very year before um, when Canada won the gold medal. And I was just walking around and just like, this, this could get bad real fast. And it didn't because everyone was in a good mood. But it was interesting to see it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, Jess? Alternate. Do you remember where you were? What you were doing? Not really. No? No, not for not for that one. Uh, yeah, I don't remember where it was. I, probably, I don't think I, I was paying attention. I think I might have just turned off the game after, you know. Oh, they lost. You know, because I wasn't, I wasn't like heavy on Twitter at that time or anything like that. No. Yeah. Right, so you see it come up later. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been we a... We watch uh, this on TV like old people. I know, right? <laughs> well, that's when I had cable and I was mm-hmm. watching on a linear channel. Uh, I think it'll be a fascinating documentary. I'm excited to see how they... Um, how they kind of handle it and what what do yeah what do Vancouverites have to say about it now they and, need, and what's the investigation say they need interviews with uh, I'm interested if anyone we know from sports broadcasting is going to be in the dock they need to interview the couple in the weird makeout picture yeah that that what, was wild yeah. I don't understand that um, there was an infamous fan video of a guy getting completely KTFO'd mm-hmm. and I assume they're going to interview both parties. Mm-hmm. There's an iconic picture of a dude standing in front of a window, just doing like a crazy Rah! scream. And there's like fire. They're going to everyone in all the famous photos they have to get, they have to get. And I like, I assume they'd be easy to find because they'd all be like in a police database. Well, ESPN, because I think there were a lot of arrests oh, yeah. that followed. ESPN is nothing if not thorough on these two. They're oh. like they turn over every stone. It's amazing. They made me care about the Indiana Pacers. So I, I, I they made me not... care about the 1989 World Series where there was a where the I think it was the Giants were playing and they had like a uh, there Could was an earthquake. What? And the stadium part of the stadium collapsed. Like what? Yeah. Oh, it's a crazy. I mean, it's a crazy story. There's. Stuff on there that you just don't even know. You there's know. been so many sports. <laughs> there's been so much sports. Yes. I saw a clip yesterday. They're like, Steve, have you ever sent or seen this? You should do a video about this. And I go, what is this? It's Doug Gilmore on the Flames. So young, long-haired Doug Gilmore on the Flames in a game against the Kings. The Kings waxed the Flames. It was like 8-4. Gilmore is yapping at the Kings bench. The Kings coach at the time, I don't remember the guy's name, walks to the end of the bench and punches Doug Gilmore in the face. What? I've never heard of that. Dude, Gilmore is on the ice and the coach of the other team walks over and punches him right in the face. No was, way. I think it was also 1989. I've never seen it. I've never seen it in my entire life. I had no idea this happened. Can you imagine the outrage today if a coach did that? Oh my, we'd never see that coach again. Are you joking me? Well, I don't know if you get Babcocked, but yeah, co- LA, LA King coach Webster punches Gilmore. This is ninety ninety one. Wow. Like I have. Okay. So there's, this is a, an ugly situation. There's players shoving each other from the bench and on the ice. Does the punch already happen? No, no. no. Gilmore's no, no, at the bottom. Gilmore's yeah, at the is. bottom. He's number 39. Yeah. Lots of people very upset. There's Gary Roberts involved, but oh, they're shoving man. the glass and everything like Patrick Waugh styles. Where's Doug? I've lost him in the crowd. There he is. There he is. Are you showing the footage, by the way? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's from a network that probably doesn't exist anymore. I don't think anyone's <laughs> going to come Okay, so the glass has now come down. <laughs> wow. They took, oh, the my, they took it off. 
Yeah, no, this is getting real ugly real fast. This, <laughs> this is the, wild. The, the wide shot is in black and white. Oh, Gretzky's in this game. Yeah, he's on the ice. He's just sitting to the side. Not getting yeah. involved. Yeah, Gretzky's Makarov, Neuendike is there at the bottom right. Do you think the day after this game, sports radio went on and was like, Gretzky, he should have got in there, like how they do it. Uh, no, There's no. Like how they yelled no. at Austin earlier this no, year. No, they should You know why? Because they all knew Gretzky would never get involved in that. Here, here it is. Here it comes. I'm pretty sure here it comes. So there's Gilmore. He's getting yanked. He's getting pushed. Yeah, this is getting real ugly. Steve, where's this punch? Dude, shut up. <laughs> there's no it's there's no punch. No, that's just it started again. Yeah, yeah like the video started right again. replay now. Well, I'm not the one who brought up the fucking video. No. Am I? <laughs> it's not my fault for finding the wrong. By the way, one. or you find the wrong. One. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here we go. That's Gilmore, and he's pointing. And he gets punched right in the face. Oh, that's 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 the punch there. Yeah, he oh. gets punched right in the face, there and that's is. the coach points at him, and whoa! Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got he got fined. Oh wow! You, you're Whoa. gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. This is how little things change. This happened in what? Ninety two? You said? Yeah. The coach. Ninety one. Ninety one. It's twenty twenty three. The coach was fined five thousand dollars. No way! <laughs> no way! Five grand? He was also suspended four games. That would have been half of his salary back then. Yeah, well, yeah, he was. He was fined five thousand dollars and suspended four games. Wow! For punching an on ice player. Isn't that wow. wild? I, wow. I wonder who the uh who was in charge of discipline at the time. Tom Webster, yeah, is the name of the coach. Uh Webster was given a four game suspension by the NHL in order to pay a five thousand dollar fine. Gilmore was suspended for two games and fined five hundred dollars. And what? Joel Otto was punished with a five hundred dollar fine as well. Those are the only punishments to come out of that? According to Steve Springer of the LA Times in 1991, Gilmore actually threw the first punch. It's hard to tell from the video. We can see Gilmore uses his left hand to point, but it isn't clear that he threw a punch towards Webster. Over 196 penalty minutes were handed out in the contest. Uh, Rod Buskus had 20, uh, and then they list some different guys who had a lot. Yeah. It was crazy that time. Tom Tom Webster of New England Whalers fame in the in the seventies. Uh, he coached the L.A. Kings for three years. They finished fourth in the Smythe, lost in the second round. First in the Smythe, lost in the fir- second round, and then lost in this in the first round in that year ninety one ninety two. And uh, he was replaced by Barry Melrose of ESPN fame. Shout out Patrick Trudeau of the Hockey Beast, who wrote an article on this. The that time is... that a brawl ensued after a coach punched Doug, Mil- oh. Dick Gil- Doug Gilmore in the face. That's the guy on all the flags. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. He's really popular in Oshawa. That guy. Oh, is he? What? <laughs> are you, are, you were making a joke about Trudeau and flags? It's, it's a joke about... Uh, you see uh, okay, so you right, were making, right, right. You were making a joke. It's, all right, I get no, it. I get it. You gotta, no, it's Patrick Trudeau of the LA Times is now a popular figure in Oshawa. <laughs> one, I don't think anyone knows who he is. The Hockey Beast, not the LA Times. Yeah. Two, it, it's a hockey thing. You could have been with Oshawa. It Three, been. work on your setups. Four, <laughs> kiss my ass. That's the thing. Sometimes yeah. Steve's very funny, but sometimes all his setup happens in his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we get the punchline and he's like ah waka waka uh, <laughs> is that is that your Steve waka waka, 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 waka from the from the Muppets yeah. I know who you're talking about Fozzie Bear Fozzie Bear, Bear. <laughs> 
Steve, I don't think you're very Waka Waka. I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. So, okay. So, uh, uh, one of the things that we talked a lot about was uh, Jordan Biddington and Marc-Andre Fleury last week. Jesse, there's a video that I want you to pull if you don't mind. Okay. And people forget that the person that got under Jordan Biddington's skin was Ryan Hartman. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like he, but he he wasn't really the story. Benner was the story. Mark Andre Fleury not being able to fight him was the story, even though he was like, "Hey, this would be fun." Um, Ryan Hartman's had a hell of a, a season or two. Oh yeah, because he's yeah. the guy who gave Evander Kane the middle finger. Oh, and then Evander I Kane's ex-wife uh, donated to the GoFundMe to pay off his fine. Wow, I didn't know that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Ryan Hartman, power forward. Uh, he was on a podcast. This is the thing, man. O- outside of ho- outside of Toronto, like some of these players actually go on podcasts and say stuff. <laughs> Toronto, it's like lockdown. Uh, tr- least PR, you can't talk to anyone in season unless it's directly after the game. I haven't asked for a while. We'll see. Ryan Hartman talking about what he said to get under Jordan Bennington's skin. And I want to know what you guys think. I definitely remember not scoring. Um, he's usually not in the net when I score against him. He's usually behind, behind the net. Yeah, usually behind the net. <laughs> Shots um, fired. Um, no, it's, I actually didn't even see that, to be honest. It started with him spearing Ecker in the end of the first period. Ecker. Um, and that's Joel what Flurry was talking Ecker. about, right? Well, Ecker was held from behind with his head up, like always. And uh, he came up into the pile and gave him... A little special little you know, bag check yeah bag check and uh then i was pretty pissed off about that um kind of just let it set settle because we were down three one and then we scored three goals to make it four three they called a timeout um and then i went out there and just told them to stay in it you're, you're all right just stay in it you'll be you'll be okay and he, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't like it very much oh, oh, like oh, 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 yeah. it'll be okay yeah, it's gonna be all right man just stay in this you got this you got this stay in it and uh that's when, he, that's when he started coming over to our bench and mouthing off and uh yeah and then before that draw actually on that power play that i scored on um i actually told the ref uh kelly Sutherland, i'm like hey bennington's gonna take a penalty this shift you might want to I was going to stand in front of him, expecting him to, to whack you, whack me. So I'm like, yeah, just keep an eye out on him. He's like, right, I'll, I'll watch out for him. And yeah, sure enough, his wires crossed. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's a funny clip. It's so I don't know. I can't find the podcast that was on, so I apologize for not giving uh, giving credit. Uh, I don't know what it was. But man, stay in it. Stay in it is a. Good, that's a <laughs> underhanded good chase. Like that's a good chirp. Don't you, you, uh, yeah. Don't get kicked out of the game. That takes some. Br- <laughs> well, and also like stay in the game as in like you're gonna be okay, man. Yeah, like, you're yeah, gonna keep be trying. okay. That um that is. You ever see that Kevin Garnett clip where he's talking about uh Tim Duncan? No. It's and he's just like he because Kevin Garnett loved to trash talk, but Tim Duncan would just be like, ooh, almost. Like every every time you missed. <laughs> <laughs> like, just all these like not one-liners one-worders Ooh, almost yeah. it's the wild on seventh podcast it's the official minnesota wild podcast oh like it's their like, team podcast it's like on their how great YouTube is that channel. oh that's awesome man with the leafs the leafs podcast when i did it uh because i did the official toronto maple leafs podcast mm. for two years and i gotta tell you uh there was no access to players ever no. Don't even ask. Not the current guys? No, I gotta, yeah, never. but you were under Lou. Yeah, I was under Lou. I was under Lou. You yeah. worked for Lou Lamoureux. I did. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we Did got like shave? we got good people. We got like Will Arnett and stuff like that, but we never got and and uh Cat Pascal and yeah, it was it was wild. That's great that they do. Also, that studio's nice. Yeah. Hey guys, can we have a famous actor Will Arnett? Yeah, sure. Hey guys, can we have Matt Hunwick? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, and don't ever ask us again. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, oh, with this, I just oh, want to say it's it's so easy to get under Binner's skin. Oh my like, god, that was oh, so yeah. little. The way he describes the story, and then him going to the ref and being like, "Hey, there are penalties going to come up. I'm going to stand in front of him." Like fucking mind games. Well done. I think too. Uh, I'm, but you can mi- you can interpret that as, "Hey, I'm going to agitate this guy into right. taking." Also, penalty. the referee being like, "Oh yeah, watch out." Uh, well, I, if I was his I'm coach, I'd be on that. Yeah. If you're getting involved like that, yeah. if you're Craig Berube, do not show him that and go, see how easy you are to, to like, how can I trust you in that? If that's how easy it is, mm-hmm. if it's that easy to get under your skin, then you need to take a, a, a you need to take a good hard look in the mirror because we're going to lose all the time. If you're, I if mean, you're playing like that, you got to do this every game to him. If, yeah. I, if I'm on another team oh, every single game, if I you're Marshan and you're playing the St. Louis blues, are you not like, let's freaking oh, eat man, tonight yeah. boys. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, um, if you're a net front guy in that division, congrats. Uh, Brad Marchand, by the way, uh, did quick. He quit Twitter. Uh, and I told you about that last show and everybody was wondering why. So a reporter asked him and he said, because he's like, he, it was funny. I'm going to pull the exact quote, but mm-hmm. he um, he quit Twitter for the reason that we should all quit Twitter, but won't. He's not going to pay for a check mark. That's exactly it. No way! He said, they took my two-step verification away, so I was like, what? Uh, I'm going to get out of this now while I can. Yeah, because the, the thing pops paying. up, and they're like, hey, either we you can't have access to your account or take off two-step verification. It's mm. like, what the fuck? Yeah, the last he said, the last thing I need is someone ha- hacking me, so if anything yeah. comes up, it wasn't me. <laughs> That's fucked. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, I like... I, 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 fuck, fuck. I hate that I like him. <laughs> I fucking hate how much I like Brad Elon Marchand. stinks. Boo. Yeah. It's, it's capitalism, bro. Shut the fuck up, you bootlicker. Um, now, the other one I want to say before we hit to the press conference here uh, is for the for Flyers fans, uh, Steve Coates, legendary broadcaster, beloved member of the Philadelphia Flyers, has announced his retirement for broadcasting after 43 wow. years so congrats to Coatsy and Flyers fans. You will probably have a new person uh, in the broadcast booth coming this year. Do you have the Vancouver one? No, I don't. John Garrett. Oh, John Garrett. Yes. John Garrett leaving the uh, Canucks regional broadcast. Yes. He did his uh, sign-off yesterday. It was very well done. Yes, oh. absolutely. People love John Garrett. Oh, yeah. So anyway, big shout out to those two guys. Let's do the press conference. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Yesterday, threw out for questions on Twitter. And whenever I do that, we get a ton of questions. So I'm going to speed run through all of them. Let's go. It's the slowest speed run I've ever heard. What is the difference between four tenths of a second and less than one tenth of a second? Uh, this is from uh, Colin. <laughs> Who's the third pair right D going to be in game one? Lily, Shen, Gust? question it'll be shen because riley shen are now the third pair <laughs> slash first no they're the third pair they're and, and by the way the defensive metrics for the least <coughs> were spectacular last night without yeah. riley in the lineup and i feel bad but the guy's clearly injured stop playing him that much um i think it's gonna end up being mccabe brody mm-hmm. riley shen giordano hall 
Mm. Little grin on the outside. This is from DMAX74S. Can Steve do a putty from Seinfeld? The Devils impersonation. The Devils! The Devils! This is from Scott. The LA Kings are the hottest team in the league since February 1st. Discuss. Yes, they are. They are on fire. Corpusalo is the answer that they needed. Everybody who uh, was upset about the quick trade, take it back. They are amazing. Do you guys have any takes? Uh, yeah, the last time they did this was 11 years ago and they won the cup. I yep. love the way the LA Kings are built. Phil Deneau, oh, yeah. for me, remains my favorite LA King. That is a fucking awesome signing. Yes. Yeah, so really, really good guys on D. Like I, want, you, I wonder if they're a little Kopitar, Deneau in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm so happy Ew. that uh, Quinn Byfield has arrived. Byfield. That's been a, a long journey for the guy. He's still so young, but mm-hmm. like the expectations on him when he was 19 were through the roof. And like now it seems like, oh, it's arrival time. And if he has a moment in the playoffs, mm-hmm. we could have like a Quinn Byfield playoff moment. Mm-hmm. It'll yep. be fucking unbelievable. You know what's unreal? He hasn't had a long journey like he just got here but he's been through so much like a wild amount of injuries and just getting established on this team with monsters up the middle and he's finding his way man next up adam i think you'll find this one very funny uh this is from frank the tank map of the population around the current sens arena versus the proposed location uh 905 percent more people live within one kilometer of the proposed site versus the current site oh my god (laughs) so as a person who with a passing interest in real estate is that good (laughs) how did they ever build the arena out there it was dude when i was growing up because i got family near there when we drove past it in ottawa it was in a fucking cornfield there wasn't even the, like the hotel that's next to it now. No, that number's probably gone like down. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> just it's it's in the middle of freaking nowhere. So Ottawa's, Ottawa's, Ottawa's a great city. I yes, like it. it. Is. I but, like it. You got to put an arena near people. According to this chart that Frank tweeted at us, it says the in terms of the five kilometer radi- radius of the proposed site, there's uh two hundred and twenty seven hundred thousand people, and with the new where the current Canadian Tire Center is, there's ninety thousand. Hmm. So, Man, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know, guys. Maybe move the fucking arena. Wow, yeah. wow, <laughs> dude. That and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a smash success. Uh, this one is from Mikey D. Tampa lost seven due to Ottawa. Will they make it out of the first round? Dude, <laughs> they're oh come on, guys. It's Tampa. What are you? Are you out of your mind? I I listen. I know they're, they're going to be competitive. Okay, they'll be. Yeah. It'll be a tough series. Okay, they're going to be competitive. It'll be tough, but they're. This is what Tampa the slump. Yeah, but it's no. This it's is going to go long enough, and, and then it's a problem. No, yeah. five games left in the season. They're going to go five. We and need all, and to watch out. For, we need to watch out for Saturday. Saturday they play the Boston Bruins. Tampa. Tampa does so after this weird losing streak where they're losing to teams like Ottawa seven to two. They have a real test on Saturday. Tam- uh, Boston's not really playing their best hockey either. They're they're, they're getting results, but their performances within the wins are not as good as they have been. So with two teams kind of reeling, who steps up? What kind of game do we get? Do we get a playoff type game? Well, I don't know, but reeling. Te- both teams going at it. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right word, but no, it'll be the most competitive game yeah. either team has played in a while. That's a good game to watch for Saturday. Brad Marchand, um, he he actually commented on on the uh, on on the whole thing that's going on in the Atlantic Division right now with you know the everybody's talking about the one v eight versus the you know, two. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't come up. Yeah, with that. Thank you, okay. Jesse. <laughs> uh, Marchand, you have the top three teams in one division. 
which you basically do. Wow. He said, you have three teams that should be going deep. Two are playing each other in the first round. So I think we should go back to one versus eight. So Brad Marchand is a Leaf fan. So, yeah. so the wow. thing, that's, that's that. so important. Because the thing everybody focuses on is they reseed it one through eight. And they're like, look, nothing changes. No, but that's not what the complaint is. The complaint is that the playoff races are between three teams. Mm -hmm. If it's one through eight, now you have a chance where there's more than the three teams you're competing against mm -hmm. for the playoff race. So even if it ends up the exact same, it's more compelling if you're competing versus eight teams for a spot as opposed to three. It's so like it boggles my mind when people are like, no, it's the same thing. There's a, stop, the result stop is stop drinking Gary Bettman's Kool Aid, guys. Come on, the of result all the people might be the same in terms of the season, but the way you get there, a more compelling point to get there would be one through eight. I don't remember who tweeted it, but it was the Leafs currently have more points than any team in the Western Conference. They trail their own division by twenty points. <laughs> uh, this is from Taylor. Proper dishwasher dishwasher etiquette. Neat and tidy, or if it fits, it fits. If it fits, it fits. It's the dishwasher's job to do it. Neat and tidy. <laughs> what the hell did I buy the dishwasher is, for? Neat and tidy because that is how you get more things to fit. Oh! That's a lie. No. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. Neat and tidy until it's full, and then you cram it. Or, if you're Jesse and Steve at my house, the answer is in the sink. Yes. Oh, yeah, I always put my mug in the sink. They're haters. Yeah. Couple fuck, of haters. Fuck them. You do it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't live here. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. You do it. All right. All right. All right. All right. God, I'm going to miss this place. Uh, Devin, can we get an update on Steve's thoughts about Tim about the Tim Stutzla contract? What is that in reference to? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I said it's amazing. Oh. I bet it sucks because it's Ottawa. Boo. Boo. No, no, it's great. It's a good uh, contract. It's just... I said it's going to be uh, like a really because he's not even making eight, right? Yeah, yeah it's a great deal. Yeah, it's a fantastic deal. He did start the season pretty slow. And since a certain point in the season, I don't remember exactly when he's been one of the most productive players. Who asked the question? Mm, scroll back up. Devin. Devin, are you asking us to do a deep dive? On Tim Stutzla? Hey! Get it because he <laughs> falls <laughs> for no reason. Woo! All right. You know, this no from... one has accused him of that in like months. Doesn't matter. This Doesn't is from Nick. Now. Nick says, ask Steve if he feels bonita. Go Steve, ahead. do you feel bonita? I feel bonita. Good, because you look bonita. Thank you. Uh, how, this is from Jordan. How crazy of an idea would it be Jordan? for Samsonov to start home playoff games and Murray to start away games based on their splits? No, stop it. <laughs> Don't galaxy brain this. Just put Sammy in until he's hurt. Come okay. on. First of all, no, that's stupid. You got the that would be a very baseball way to look at it, though, wouldn't it? Oh, my. Oh, fucking baseball manager oh. in this situation. They'd, well, they'd ruin it. It's away, and the Sabbath is thre three days away, and he usually does great so, on nights so where the moon is has struck out the last 46 batters in a row. 
but a lefty's coming up. Mm. Let me bring in on. Uh, let me bring in our special lefty guy. Yeah, we, we pay him. We pay Shohei it. three million. We pay this next guy seven hundred thousand. Here comes Aaron Loop. Oh my God, baseball managers. No, he's he's in line for a perfect game, but our our analytics say we should take him out. No, he can't pitch past the seventh. Yeah, now every pitcher comes out to that yeah. in my mind. Um, from Puck Empire on Instagram, I saw this yesterday because someone sent it to me. Ilya Samsonov at home has a 929 save percentage. Wow. Away, he has an 892. Matt Murray at home has an 880 save percentage. Away, 920. Hmm. No, well, maybe they do have a point then. No, I think I think they need to they need to ride it. Split the guys. That is some silly goosery. All right, this is rapid fire press conference. Let's fucking let's keep going. This is from Emily. What is your perception or stereotypes you've heard of each U.S. state that has a hockey team? So let's oh, not do God. all of them. I'll, I'll throw out some quick ones. Uh, so Emily said, I like, live in Ohio. What do you think Ohio is like? It cracks me up to hear other people's thoughts on things like see, this. See, I've been to Ohio and I found Ohio very nice, but I found Cle- downtown Cleveland after the crash, which is when I saw it, uh, a little bit empty. What's your perception of Seattle? I love Seattle. It's really nice. You've there. never been. Yeah, I've been to Seattle. Oh, damn it. it yeah. Because you haven't been. Oh, haven't been. Oh, so haven't world, been. Okay, so I have, been, I have been to Ohio. <laughs> I have not been to Seattle. And I think it rains just too much, man. <laughs> See, that's funny. All right, what's your perception of Dallas? Oh, man. Oh, man. Sure are a lot of oil barons. You, you know. Um, Guys with big hats. Yeah. And also, when um, when they bring out um, uh, fajitas, uh, instead of the loud sizzle, um, for some reason, the the all the ingredients go yeehaw really loudly. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna do three more. What's your perception of Carolina? Oh man, everyone's real excited to show you their boat. <laughs> I like that. I, I, my perception of Carolina is everybody has a house on stilts. Because you know in Carolina, like in, in northern Florida and like Carolina along the coast there, they have their house on stilts because if there's a hurricane, the water comes in, uh, but the yeah. house stays standing and you don't get it flooded. Which is why you live in a boat. Is there is is there a lot of water in Carolina? Well, they're on the coast. Yeah, yeah. the ocean. The, okay. Why teams. the hurricanes? Why do you think? Yeah, there's, they're not know. landlocked. Oh, yeah. I've never thought about it. All right, let's uh, Minnesota. It's like the Wyoming tsunamis. Minnesota. Um, Minnesota. Boy, do they like being inside. You know, this is really cool. They're the kind of team that I would want to sign with if they weren't that good, and I want to go fishing. That's and, an Angel Provocateur reference. Remember yeah, that guy? Yeah. That what was it? Was uh, uh, Yuri or something? Uh, yeah, right up a couple weeks ago, we, what the we hell was his did name? this thing with his name, and then you remembered it. Wait, what? What was the, the guy, guy? The guy who who went fishing instead of he's like, I want to sign with you because uh, Seeger, Zidano Seeger, Zidano Seeger. Uh, yeah, I think the the. Uh, I, I my perception of Minnesota is it's everything that Canada thinks it is. Good winters, lots of lakes, and lots of big trees, and Deputy people playing Mayor, hockey in their backyards. Deputy Mayor Marion Gabrick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is last city? I'm trying to. I gotta uh, like, find one that we've never been to. Yeah, because I keep thinking like Edmonton. You guys have all been I've there. Been, I've like been Calgary, everything. You can't do that. Vancouver can't do that. Can't do any of the Canadian cities. Uh, no. What do you guys got any for the last one? Um, I've never been to Vegas. All the Florida ones you've done. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. I've never been to Sunrise. Yeah, I've never right. been to like, Sunrise. I, that's a, but, it's an out-of-the-way trip. You, you've been to South Florida. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Miami. Um, Washington. No, we've done DC, Washington. DC, I've never sure done Washington. Yeah. Jeez, I'm better traveled than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've never been to Vegas. Never been to Vegas. It seems been to You've Vegas. You've never been to Vegas? No, I never I've have. been to Vegas. I want to go but, back. But Adam, what did you what did you think of that time you didn't go to Vegas? <laughs> what did you think? I thought sure a lot of drums and explosive stuff here. Oh, I got what? Drums? Well, Joe, because don't they have the drum thing to start the game? Oh, they oh, do. Yeah, yeah. The drums. And, and so yeah. everyone in Vegas Everyone has, has a drum. Drums. How do they have that many drummers all I the got time? One. San Jose. Well, oh, neither of you have been to San Well, I sure, sure do love living down the street from some guy that founded a company that now is a billionaire. And not, oh, that's pretty. That's, yeah. yeah. They bet. all have ginormous beards and no shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just have a, people are just sweating computer chips in San Jose. Okay, oh, let's move just, on. Just falling out of them. Emily, I know you asked for states, but we did cities and because that's of what the you vaccine. Get. Mm-hmm. All right, this is from Devin. Thoughts on Justin Hall? Am I right, man? No, we got to move past that. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Sorry. Thoughts on Justin Hall being and the in the mandates. Excuse me. Thoughts on Justin Hall being in the top 20 all time in Leafs plus minus. Shut the fuck up. No way, is he? Yep. Fuck, <laughs> uh, man. You know uh, what? I think. You know what? That's the way it's got to be. Kyle Dubas <laughs> is right. Justin Hall is the best defenseman to ever play in Toronto Maple Leafs history. <laughs> Ever, I mean, Thoughts? lucky him. He's, I mean, okay, he's fine. Justin Hall is fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's it's fine. it. It is relevant that he's only been a Leaf when the Leafs are good. I think that's fair. The Leafs yeah. have had some good Leafs on bad teams. Yep. You know what I mean? You know, let me let me know when you got to play friggin' 2008 through 2014, and you're still a plus. Let me know. Carl Gunnarsson or something. <laughs> yeah, basically. Do you have any WrestleMania predictions? Uh, Yeah. Um, they're going to... I feel like they're going to pull an audible with the main event somehow. But I can't figure out what it is. Because they are trying so hard to get Cody Rhodes to be the most over person in the company. And while he is over, it's just not going to work. People want to see Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns. It's what the people want. So I think they're going to try to find a way to make it a triple threat. Or there's going to be some sort of... Roman will be betrayed. I can tell you that. And he will drop the belt at WrestleMania. And if he doesn't, I think there's a riot. This is a fun piece of trivia for a different day. Travis said, name every team points leader. Team leader in points. Let's do season. that another day. That's Let's do that I, another day. That's what I, I said. Yeah. Jared good. Spurgeon. So we'll, we'll run through at the end of at the end of 82 games. I'm going to run through all 32 teams. And then you got to name who led the team in points that year. Mm. That'll be a fun day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, how embarrassing will it be when the wild take the central with $12.8 million in dead money. That's from Matthew, who is handles uh, Minnesota Wild Talk. So we get where your fandom lies. What a what a dogfight yeah. in that division, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any team could win. Any team could finish third. Dogfight. Wild yeah. play the Avalanche this upcoming week. That'll be a great one. We can end on this. Uh, it's from at myjohn91. 
I think there's a John Tavares fan. Ooh. Is banana bread a breakfast item or dessert item? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. On vacation, it is absolutely a breakfast item. Uh, yeah. no, that, off vacation, it's a dessert item. That is a very good stipulation to place it on, because when you're on vacation, like they have the breakfast plate, like you go to a hotel and sweet breads, it's, it's like carp. It's um, mm. what's the word? I'm like comped breakfast, you know, yeah. and like banana continental? breads. Continental, yeah, continental is is what he's saying. Yes, same you, thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, but all the same. Yeah, yeah. you guys and, are like, both banana right. bread is there. Like that's a breakfast. Thing. Yeah, and here's the thing about nana bread is that it's never bad. No. It's never bad. Like, you can even have stale banana bread, and you're like, yeah, it's still pretty good. You know, a lot of people like breakfast for dinner. Consider dinner for breakfast. Oh, I do that all the time. I do it all the time. It's usually what I eat for, for breakfast is leftovers. The peak of male fitness. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. My sides hurt. Let's get out of this. All right. Is it from all the ab workouts? It must be. Look at these. Look at these washboard abs. Get the obliques in there. <sighs> the Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.